0: That waitress just sized us up in two seconds. Where black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now, somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. Yo, so, well, uh, how much is your leaving? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what?
1: What the fuck is you laughing at, man? you man. I'm in the motherfucker. Hey, yo, man. I staying home so long, son. Tip, calm down, man. You coming. Oh, oh what the fuck? I am the Push death on me, dog. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on Man, me. These pussy niggas put money on my head, gone. Get your refund, motherfucker. I ain't dead. I'm the diamond in the dirt that ain't been found. I'm the underground king, and I ain't been crammed. When I rhyme, something special happen every time I'm the greatest. Something like I in this prime. I walk the block with the bundles, I've been knocking the humble. Swing the ox when I rumble, show your ass with my gun Got a tip, a nigga, go ahead, lose your head Turn your back on me, get clapped and lose your legs I walk around, gun on my waist, chip on my shoulder top bust a clip in your face, post this beef ain't no more. Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me, have mercy on me
0: Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise. Honking at the honey with the light
1: eyes.
0: She turns around to see what you beeping at. It's like the summer is a natural aphrodisiac. And with a pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you and get you equipped for the summertime.
2: Summer, summer, summertime Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast With your host Rod and Carrie And also Back for, what, the fifth time? Fourth Fourth, Fourth time. time
3: Breaking records
2: Yeah <laughs> Five foot <laughs> eleven Come Out on, of on. UNC Charlotte. Charlotte Yes
0: How you gonna
1: rock these two inches?
2: (laughs) Two hundred and pounds. (laughs) This is my boy Will, man. say what's up to everybody. What's up everybody? And, uh, you know, we're just gonna get right into some podcasting up in this bitch. Y'all ready for some motherfucking podcasting? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, don't forget you guys can leave comments uh-huh. on, uh, Podomatic and, um, uh, iTunes. Yeah. So go to Podomatic.com, search for the Black Guy Tips. Go to iTunes, search for the Black Guy with Tips. Or you can go to Facebook, where our Facebook group is, and search for the Black Guy Tips and join our group. Uh, we're getting up there, man. We got over 400 members yeah. now.
3: Wow! So, That's
2: yeah, fun. we grew up, we blew like, a. 150 blew up. They got like 150 more members in a week or something like that. Oh, so, wow, in a
3: week? Wow.
2: Yeah, thanks to, uh, you know, the advertising we were able to do and whatnot. Uh,
3: thank you for donating, guys. That donating goes stretch as far, y'all.
2: Yeah, so we appreciate that. And um, it all goes back into the podcast. Um, so uh, we got, uh, you know, just more comments. A couple people left us good ratings on iTunes. We still haven't had anything less than a five-star review.
1: That's, That's what's
2: up. Yeah, out of 17 people. So we must not be hating enough to talk what, about our people. <laughs>
3: Yeah, people really come in, ain't they? Yeah, we're not
2: talking about enough controversial topics or something. Oh, we ain't making them angry yeah, at you. You know, I need to come out and start blasting so we can get some haters out there. Um, all right, and then uh, don't forget the unofficial uh, sport of the podcast is... football. ball. That's right. hmm And the official weapon is... The taser. That's right. So, um, July is undress
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's not forget that. It's about, uh seven days into July, so y'all got plenty of time to send your uh, photos <laughs> undressed um, to... I told uh, you I don't want none. send them all to him. Just <laughs> send it to the blackouttips at gmail.com We haven't got one yet, but it's coming, I believe
3: in y'all.
0: Yeah, you gonna get a whole bunch of ugly dudes taking <laughs> <laughs> pictures.
2: Just, no no dudes, please. Dudes y'all need
0: not apply. Fellas, man.
2: don't fuck this up. You know, I will send this out to y'all, too. Um,
0: out as a tweet photo.
2: Yeah. One, um, oh man, so um, you know, I, like I always post the the episodes on the message board mm-hmm. on dot on com. Mm-hmm. I always support, I always uh put the, the put the uh podcast out there with a link and tell people what the synopsis of the episode is. Mm-hmm. And we get comments sometimes, you know, some negative, some positive. Mm-hmm. So, one person was telling me, you know, remember that guy I told you about who was like why do you always spam the board? You shouldn't even put the... You should just make one link, period, and never, you know, talk about this shit again, basically, you know. Yeah. And I was like, suck my dick. So, um, he, uh, he sends something back to me about, like, do blankety-blank, and I say, no, I'm not gonna do it. I just say no. That was my response. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this nerd cannot be satisfied with just leaving it that. Yeah. So, he comes back, and he's like, well, that's why this thread got one-star rate. And what that means is that someone can go to your thread, they can click in the right-hand corner, and give it a rating from one to five stars. Uh-huh. So one person, probably him, yep. chose, right. to get, chose,
3: right. to, <laughs>
2: chose to give the thread. I hadn't
3: had a rating so far. <laughs> yeah,
2: chose to give the thread a one-star rating, mm-hmm. and it was amazing because it's like, is that shit supposed to affect me?
1: Uh-huh.
2: You think I'm gonna be walking around all day like I can't believe it, man? They gave my thread. One star, man. This is crazy. Might
0: as well shut the whole shit
1: down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with my life? I don't get it. Me either. You listened to my podcast for an hour and a half, and then you went back to the (laughs) thread and said one star. Like, that's not how it is. I'm sure he just, for some reason, he's a nerd, and this is how nerds exercise their power. Like, a lot of these nerds are very powerless in real life. You know what I'm saying? Women don't want them. They, the jobs are not that fulfilling. They don't have a lot of friends. so They sit around on the message board, and they're not coming there to have fun. They're not coming. They just come there to be trolls and to be negative. And this is the one symbol of power in his life where he gets to exercise some control and leave somebody a one-star review on a fucking message
3: board thread. It don't even matter. And he
2: wants me to care about it. What's funny was that he wanted me to be upset. Like. You son of a bitch. Ooh.
0: You know, he's probably one of those people that calls the McDonald's hotline when he gets bad service. (laughs) That's what I was thinking.
2: Like, like, this is the dude that leaves the review on Amazon.com. Like, it doesn't, this movie didn't make any sense. Cyclops. Cannot just wear glasses the whole movie. (laughs) Obviously, he would have had a visor. Like it's just like it's so ridiculous how upset that this dude got wanted to be because he was mad that I was not giving a fuck. Like it's just I don't and it's like he has no control. It's like if there's there's things you can do on a message board to report people. Yes. Now you can oh there's one obviously there's the one thing you can do that everybody would do if you really didn't give a fuck which is not read. Yeah, whatever yeah. so yeah, not like not it. <laughs> he's like I have to read every thread and approve it like I don't give my rating for the day. I've had a bad day. Um, so he so he leaves you know the one star rating because he has to click on the thread he has to leave a comment instead of moving the fuck on, you yeah, know?
3: like most people. Yeah.
2: Um and so what was funny to me though is like he could have reported me for spamming if that was a problem. Go to the administrator. They'll review my history, post it on the message board, and decide if that is "quote unquote" spamming the message board. And what I consider spamming is is like every day I'm just going in there, every making a bunch of threads about, right. look at my podcast, look at my podcast, look at my podcast. Hey, hey, everybody, look, you know, just completely messing up that board, you know, where they have to delete it. I'm not doing that, so it was just funny. Listen to that loser get mad. Oh, and also, uh, speaking of losers, shout out to my boy Malcolm X um, on uh, the S.O.H.H. message board. He wanted me to give him a shout out. Um, not sure what that's going to do for you, dog, but don't forget I'm repping hard for you, baby. Who loves you? Right up his time, man. These other podcasts ain't shouting niggas out. Come on, man. Um, so uh, I was thinking about white women today. You know like, I, I think about white women all. The time. Yeah, like most brothers do. You know what I'm saying? Ah, ah, ah. And um I came up I, I came up with a website at, I mean, you know, TM. Don't try to steal my idea out there. But it's going to be called whitewomensolutions.com. Ah. See, what you what I'm going to do is I'm going to specialize in finding brothers with problems and then I just find them a white woman. Like it's like a dating site. I just hook them up to a white woman for a small fee who's looking for a man that will and that will solve their problems you know what I'm saying so like say you lost your job and you don't have any money so I hook you up with a white woman that's got some money and got a job you see what I'm saying so it's like that solves your problems you come to me with the problem hey I just got out of prison you know what I'm saying hey looks like you need a white woman with a car you know what I'm saying Let's, let's now uh-huh. you got somebody's car you could drive at work in come a on. house because a white woman will solve a brother's problems according to the internet. That's how I get all my information. Oh yeah, she twitch your nose, like
3: be with you. Yeah. It's
2: all solved. Sisters like to argue and shit, you know what I'm saying? Bust
3: and fight.
2: Yeah, you just hook them up with with a white woman, solve all their problems, because it will solve all your problems.
1: Instantly and, too. Yeah,
2: they love, like say, you with a woman, she does not like to give all sex. Obviously, a black woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You just hook them up with whitewomensolutions.com, bam, white women all love to suck dick all day, that's what I heard, that is the reputation, that's all they do, sometimes they just wake up like, oh, no dick in my mouth, what's going on, like, you know what I'm saying, they're like, I'm I'm gonna die this summer, I'm gonna have to lay back, I've been sucking so much dick, you know, gaining weight. I mean, this is what is going on on the internet, and I believe everybody that says stuff like this. I don't. For homeless
0: brothers, for brothers with bad credit.
2: They don't care. You can have one arm and just got out of prison for murdering your family. She will understand because she's white, and that immediately makes her better than every black woman on the planet. If you give me a a choice between a fat white woman or Holly Berry. I got to go with the fat white woman, is all I'm saying. Whitewomensolutions.com.
0: See, I, soon, I'd let Hallie call me, mm-hmm. but I'd call the white girl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll leave a message for Holly Berry. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Maybe she get back with me. Maybe she don't. I don't care. Because I'm going to be too busy with these white women.
3: Who is this sponsored by Uncle Ruckus?
0: Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be
2: sponsored going by here? racism and stereotypes. <laughs> by
0: Johnny Rebel.
2: <laughs> did you watch Boondocks this week? Yeah, dog. No. Oh man, dude, that show—that show's getting back to silliness, but it is in a good way though. Because I think people—it was, was getting a little too hard for people. Because some of them jokes was about the people who watch the show normally, and it was like you can't be talking personal. about me like this. But uh, I was—I
0: was liking those. I did too. So, I like the
2: Tyler Perry episode. Yeah, this yeah, it was hilarious. You know, I've been talking shit about Tyler Perry for minutes. So best I was one like, was the,
0: Best one was the Obama one, though, the, ver, the very, the very first, first one. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A
3: lot of folks was hot about that episode.
2: Yeah. yeah, it
0: reminded me of a lot of people. It reminded me of my yeah. ex. <laughs> Jumping on, <laughs> jumping on his nuts, but yeah. uh, do not politics to, didn't listen to one debate. <laughs>
3: don't, don't know oh nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no policies, no procedures. It's like Sorry. me
2: when I was watching the UFC Saturday, and I was just pulling for everybody from America. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't really even know. They was, I was like, "What's his fighting style? I don't know. He's from America, USA, USA." <laughs> um, yeah. So um, th- like that that last episode about his son. Lando, Lando Freeman. yeah, Lando Lando, Freeman, Lando, Lando, yeah, that was that
3: was dope, man. Oh, daddy was Billy D. Williams. That was classic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one, man. But that's my show. Um, so speaking of um uh, racism, mm-hmm. my man Mel Gibson in the news, dog. Word. Mel Gibson, you know how he Mel Gibson, Gibson down. gets down. Say what? What did he do this time? Oh, brother, I can't believe you didn't hear about this. Mel Gibson told the mother of his love child, a.k.a. Baby Mama. I don't know why white people be trying to describe shit all sophisticated, like... You know, if it was a black person, they'd be like, uh, T-Pain's baby mama. Yeah, <laughs> but Mel of Gisson, Mother of his love child.
0: <laughs> no. I think y'all were not in love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is, if this is love, what I'm about to read, then I don't want that shit. Like <laughs> his, I'll keep what I have, thank you. That's more
0: like the mother of his fuck child. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 this burns, come catcher. Um, Mel Gibson told the mother of his love child that the way she was dressed would get her raped by a pack of niggers. Radar Online has learned exclusively: Mel Gibson's words are on audio tape. Rad- Radar has heard the tape, which also includes Mel telling Oscana he will—that must be her name—which you know, kind of hood. Um, he will burn down her home. You are an embarrassment to me, Mel tells her at one point. You look like a fucking pig in heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it will be your fault and i just say you can't blame the victim here. you know what I'm saying I'm sick and tired of people blaming of what y'all y'all mad about the racism oh <laughs> that too I ain't got a problem with
3: that <laughs> I mean I thought he was kind
2: of right you know what I'm saying you know
0: a pack of niggas does rape bitches yeah <laughs> so, and I, I would prefer colors but whatever male you're not here
3: African Americans
2: maybe but um yeah so um then he said male prof- profane outbursts are littered with references to Ascada, Ascada being a whore and a cunt now, that's not really racist. or I mean, she technically, she could be a whore. On, I don't know, Asconda. She could have been being a bitch. Where's her part of the audio tape? What was she saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 Mel's profane <laughs> outbursts are literally... You think since so she was recording, she was just setting his ass up? Of she, course.
1: Was like, yeah. she was just like,
2: oh my God, I'm putting on so much weight, Mel. I mean, and yeah. here comes some... A pack of niggas coming down the street they looking like they want some of this maybe it's because i put on this weight and he's like record yeah <laughs> yeah she's like uh uh say that again baby say that clear.
0: can you talk into my purse
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> on another tirade mel tells Oscara how dare you act like such a bitch when i have been so fucking nice once again now i'm not offended by that sentence at all i'm mean, not at all I- i'm not just supposed to be mad that they called her a bitch i don't know this woman You know what I'm saying? I kind of sound like a kind of name that a woman might have an attitude, you know? Uh, He warns, I'm going to come and burn the fucking house down, but you will blow me first. (laughs) That is a hell of a foreplay. That is is a hell of a foreplay right there. That's how I like to do it, though. I got some text messages from Karen. That's how most of our stuff sounds. You know what I'm saying? I will kick you in the cunt. But first, I'm going to eat that pussy. (laughs) 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 That is ridiculous. I'm going to burn the house down. I'm going to throw some head first. (laughs) He got his priorities in (laughs) the Because you don't want to do those things backwards.
0: No, he got his priorities right. Because he's like, look, let me go ahead and get some dome. Yeah. Before she knows her house is gone.
2: Now, you know, Ah! know in, in, in all honesty, after you get some head, you ain't going to want to burn down shit. Hell yeah,
1: no. You don't need to to sleep.
2: He was like, I will, I will burn this. I need, I need a, a mayonnaise sandwich and a nap, and I'll come back. But, uh, yeah, so um, I guess Homeboy is uh out of control again. I mean, we all knew that he was racist. You know what I'm saying? I can't be too surprised by this shit. So, you know, I, I also saw another report that said something about, like, he might have hit her in the face or something and then they talked about that on the recording let me see if I can find it um,
0: was he drunk when all this was said
2: uh, I don't I mean when Mel Gibson probably not drunk I know like, at this point he's like David Hasselhoff I like how he decided that he's not gonna have any comment on the situation uh, we got enough comments brother Yeah, we actually good <laughs> if anything you might want to have your ass on the news now apologizing uh, while you can't well, we already
0: have your statement
2: yeah we think we got it um, on the tape, a tape is her asking Mel what kind of man is that who would hit a woman when she is holding a child in her hands hitting her twice in the face what kind of man is that the Russian musician repeats the Braveheart star responds you know what you fucking deserved it. <laughs> Obviously, the second hit in the face is because she didn't shut up the first time when he told her.
3: It's not his fault. Wow. I'm surprised them Russian spies they come and kill him. Oh, I yeah. didn't know she wasn't a part of that group.
2: What do you have to do to deserve hit in the face? You I know don't know. <laughs> like, do you deserve to be hit twice while holding a baby? That is, the shit you said was even more fucked up than what I did. But... Uh, ah.
3: Yeah, so Mel Gibson him fucking up and up. You know. wow. Him is trying
0: to never make a movie again. And white folks are very forgiving. Well, he Hell gonna no. He's going to put out another movie and people still going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> all I got to do is go to an award show and dance a little bit. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> and sing a little bit. All yep. will be
2: forgiven. Yeah, everybody will
0: forget about all his statements. Yeah,
2: I'm looking like the man in
0: the mirror. No, you know, like, he's already been done. He going to say something like, bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know, if, if Mel uh, Gibson does do uh, bad, I might have to forgive him. Yeah, hey, buddy, a so tough
1: he song. No, so he well, does thrill you
0: know? he can say he can punch as many bitches as he wants. When
2: I was uh, playing ball the other day, after uh-huh. I hit a shot, I would come to half court and I'd do Chris Brown. <laughs> i trying to make change. <laughs> <laughs> but uh alright, so speaking, uh-huh. of, speaking of niggas fucking up. Cops identify shooter from Michael Vick party says, and they say Vick is not a suspect, which is kind of how I suspected it was going to go down anyway. I really didn't think, I know, I know he was stupid enough to do dog fighting, but I really draw the line that get out of prison mm-hmm. under under probation and get a nigga shot at his own party. I draw the line at thinking Mike Vick is that stupid. And my thing is, this is
3: hilarious, though. They really asked the micro-vick asked like, oh, said that we gonna get you on something, nigga. We gonna get you on something.
2: Well, in they already fairness, been to jail. Come on, y'all. In all fairness with this one, um, this one kind of landed on their doorstep. I mean, he was at this party, and a nigga got shot later. And it happened to be the nigga that snitched on him in the first case. Uh, was this oh, one his birthday party? yeah, this one was his yeah. birthday party. Oh. I'm not even bringing up the other party where his name—he was just on a flyer, wasn't at the yeah. party. Like, people are like, he shouldn't even be associated with parties. Um, mm-hmm. It's like uh Bomani Jones said on his show, "The Morning Jones." How else is he gonna make money? Exactly. Yeah,
3: he can't really sell. Yeah, he, ain't it it. Products. he ain't
2: got a degree. He don't have the kind of name you could put on some Nikes at this point. Mm-hmm. This is how you gonna make money. Go to a Mike Vick party, man. You might see somebody get shot. I go. Mm, Not me. Later, after, <laughs> after the club. I go the next day and see the, see the body bags. Um, police. <laughs> <laughs> see the chalk out right? yeah this is what the niggas had shot right what here what is that blood splatter <laughs> there? police in the Virginia Tech said Tuesday that Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Mike Vick has been ruled out as a suspect on the June 25th shooting in that city police have identified the shooter in the incident which occurred at a birthday party for Vick although they would not reveal the name publicly they are, oh you know what that means mm-hmm. Probably Marvin Harrison. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> I mean, no, no, I mean, no, 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 Marvin Harrison. No, no, I don't no, even know who Marvin, I don't,
3: what did I say? I don't know. i uh, are uh, going to erase that. I have no idea who It that added,
2: is. unfortunately, because of the lack of cooperation from the victim, coupled with the reluctance of the witnesses, the Commonwealth Attorney's Office, upon reviewing all the evidence, has determined that no charges will be filed in this case at this time. So, nobody would snitch. So, um, the AP reported victim is Quantis Phillips. That sounds like a nigga that gets shot all the time. (laughs) What a name. Uh co defendant with that's another name I wouldn't name my kid Quannis. A co-defendant, like a name like that, you either gonna go to prison or be on the real world. That's your only two things you can do in life. Ain't no president's name Quannis. I mean then again you could have said that about Barack, but That's true. Uh, the AP reported that the victim is Quantus Phillips, a co-defendant with Vic When the plea- QB pleaded guilty to a Federal dogfighting charge in 2007 Vic talked briefly to Fox TV In Philadelphia on Tuesday And said there never should have been a party Um So I guess he said he shouldn't even have a birthday party Um because his birthday party I think was open to the general public You just pay admission And I think that all of this is because he's trying to get money Because he yeah, owes probably. a lot of money man and I really can't think of any other reason that he would be taking... I, I shouldn't call it risk, but I mean, I guess it is a risk when you're a public figure and you have a reputation that can get sullied. Like, how else could he be taking these risks with his rep if he's not for money?
0: Yeah, and and right now, he really needs to just lay low and let shit blow over and not trying to be all up in the public eye. But yeah, it's crazy. Money make you do crazy shit, though, man. Yeah, man.
2: Um... NFL spokesperson Greg Aiello said that the league was not ready to update the status of the investigation into whether Vick violated the terms of his 2007 reinstatement. The matter continues uh, to be under review. Aiello said by, th- said by email, The Eagles said Saturday they are not considering the release of Vick at this time. Vick was first forthcoming when he first reported the incident to them, and their investigation to this point has confirmed and has been consistent with the information that was originally communicated to us. So at least he learned that lesson. Yeah. Tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, Unless
3: you got no party in your contract, damn it, he can have his party. Yeah,
2: but like, what was killing him though is that the original thing that happened with the dogs. He lied. Yeah. He lied for a while until basically he couldn't lie anymore, and that killed him. I mean, no matter how bad the shit you do, you kind of got to tell the truth so the NFL and your team can get in front of the PR. And, and kind of already have you know a strategy with you, as opposed to getting blindsided and be like, so he really did do that shit, you know. Um. So speaking of Michael Vick, uh huh. You know he's a character on Madden 2011. Okay. All right. So uh, Madden 2011 is what I play on my Xbox. Okay. So I make friends on Xbox right and in order to make friends you gotta know somebody's gamer tag.
0: First of all, I'd like to say you still hadn't accepted my friend request on really? Xbox Live. That shit has been pending for like three months. You might have put the wrong
2: number in. I don't have any pending requests. Uh,
0: well, shit, I don't know who the hell I
2: said. <laughs> Did you add the one nine seven after Roderick's phone? You ain't never said it was a one nine seven. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I just
0: said that
2: yeah. uh, yeah, well, uh, so. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll work on this at the at the. <laughs> but um, to become friends on Xbox, you have to have uh. You have to have like a, a gamer tag. Okay. And um, the kids at the gym, like I gave one of them my gamer tag, and we always joke about it. Like we would play ball, and I, instead of calling by his name, I call him by his gamer tag, which is Wade Player Six or Wave No Wade Player Three.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And, uh huh. And it's like a big, it's a running joke. Well, now all the kids at me, man. I got all kinds of kids on my Xbox now, man. And it's weird because, like, adults will see me talking to these little kids being like, yeah, man, so we getting on Call of Duty tonight? Oh, all right, that's what's up, man. Hardcore, you want to just do Team Deathmatch. And they just... Like, <laughs> <laughs> be like, what's your, what's your game tag? One shot, two kills, no old?" And they be like, yeah, one shot, two kills. And they just tell you something like that. So you're like, okay, one shot, two kills. Uh, how's that spelled? It's the letter one, S-H, no O, T, Z, 2. Yeah, people have a like, ridiculous spellings. 2 It's Like, <laughs> damn, dog, Spelling your name like a real world uh, person <laughs> that lives in a real world
3: house. <laughs> well, um, I'll tell y'all one thing about Roderick's uh, user tag just for y'all that are friends with him. If you ever see anything like Fable 3, which is coming <laughs> up in November, or if you ever see, you know, anything girlish, that's me. Just so yeah. y'all know And y'all won't be sending him A message messages Asking him what he playing
0: Yeah Yeah my wife was asking me To get on Xbox Live. So I was like Look we're gonna have to Get you your own account
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like being joined together Cause when they see him They don't bother you Cause there's something About a female being out there All types of dudes Will, will hit you up Yeah,
2: yeah. Them nerds Me getting horny um, yeah, and that's like she'll be playing like Diva Pinata or something. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. I'll just look at my Xbox messages and be like, "Nigga, what the fuck you playing?" I'm like, "Man, that wasn't
1: even me." Diva
2: um, Pinata. What's wrong with you, man? So uh, yeah, so I th- I just thought that was funny. Um, speaking of funny, oh it's funny. Uh, that last segue was horrible, by the way. <laughs> um,
3: speaking of funny,
2: LeBron is announcing what team he's going to. Tomo- wait, tomorrow, wait. Tomorrow at 9 p.m. Prime time, baby. <laughs> this shit has never happened before. This is unprecedented.
0: <laughs> they go, they gonna cut off all the shows there to be like, and now we have breaking news: LeBron James will be announcing his selection.
2: What's crazy is like, he basically went to ESPN a couple days ago and yeah. was like, "How about y'all just give up whatever the fuck y'all are doing at nine o'clock on Thursday?" So, I can do my primetime special on where I decide to go in free agency. And you know, they're probably paying them.
0: They're probably paying them.
2: Well, what's funny is that ESPN isn't going to make any money off the ad revenue. The ad revenue, it's a chess move on LeBron's part. He basically had his people say, look, any ad revenue for this hour. Goes to the Boys and Girls Club of like Ohio or whatever. Okay. So actually, ESPN is not getting anything but just the ratings for that hour. Yeah.
3: So they're which not is, actually. Which is important.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I guess it's important. It's just amazing that one dude got that kind of power. He could just be like, shut up, shut down, whatever y'all doing. I'm going to announce my plans.
1: Like, if you always.
2: People always say, like, well, the NFL is the daddy. Such and such is the daddy. I Look, now nobody has NFL star players. powers like the NBA nobody, no sport Tom Brady couldn't do this, Peyton Manning couldn't do this this is one dude deciding to shut down your primetime programming in the middle of the summer and just be like check it out, this is what the fuck I wanna do I
3: know, I know, the commission's like ching so what do
2: you think, um, what do you think that uh, they're gonna do for this hour though oh, no, I don't know man uh, show highlights yeah. for the first
0: 30 minutes yeah, about him and then uh, they'll, he'll make his decision and then they'll do analysis of how it'll improve this team and how it'll, it'll improve the city and uh, the yeah. kickbacks he'll get. It will
2: be smart for the 10 o'clock hour will probably have much higher ratings than it would have.
1: Oh, yeah. Because yeah.
2: then they'll just put all their uh, analysts on it and they'll just talk about, well, if he goes well, he went here and then him not going blank affects them this That's way. Right. So, right. Uh, but uh, let me read some of this. The suspense surrounding LeBron James free agency plans continue to mount Wednesday as details of the decision in quotes. Dun, dun, dun. Is that what we're calling this? The hour-long? Yeah, That's what it's called. Yeah, on that's ESPN. what it's you
1: seen
0: the the sport? Wow, no, I didn't know they yeah. had commercial Yeah, they got commercials commercial sport on ABC.
2: Wow. That's amazing. The hour-long broadcast on ESPN on Thursday night began falling into play. James will announce his future NBA plans within the first 10 minutes of the 9 p.m. Eastern Time special. So, Raiden's going to dip <laughs> after 10 minutes. Yes, I thought
3: it was going to do it at the end, because if you don't do it it's right. not sticking
2: around. Nope. Norby Williamson, ESPN's vice president of production, said Wednesday that the sportscaster Jim Gray... We'll handle the introduction, announcement, and questions. Gray was handpicked by James' team, who approached the network last week about the special, Williamson said.
0: So, when they say it was picked by James' team, they mean the team that he signed with? No. Mm -mm. They mean his boys. Yeah.
3: Because they know he's not going to ask no (laughs) really hard, stupid
0: questions. See, when you uh, don't give the people
2: in in your crew jobs, that's called your entourage or your posse if you're black. You give them niggas jobs, that's your team.
1: Uh-huh. You see
2: know what I'm saying? It's like, this my boy, he's my agent. This my other boy, You know, he's my manager. So his team picked Jim Gray of all the, all the people to do the interview. Uh, Gray and James will be at the Boys and Girls Club of Greenwich, Connecticut, where the interview will take place. Connecticut.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Not, not Cleveland. Nowhere in Ohio. Which is probably smart because if he's leaving Ohio, you don't want to be know, in there when you
3: say it
2: what yeah that's, <laughs> that's
0: a bad sign his house will
3: go up in flames
2: Connecticut that's kind of close to what New Jersey New, New out Jersey
0: and uh, New York yes. he made
3: it
2: safe huh? uh, sources told um, oh wait they also include ESPN's Michael Wilbon and others via satellite so that'll probably be just when they're commenting about it.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, sources told ESPN Magazine's Chris Broussard representatives for James contacted the network proposing the idea of a dedicated special. The sources said James representatives requested that they be allowed to sell sponsorship for the broadcast and ESPN agreed to the proposal. Due to the unprecedented attention and interest surrounding LeBron's decision, we have decided to make this announcement on national television, James business manager Maverick Carter said on LeBronJames.com. LeBron by doing so, we have generated funds that will be given to the Girls and Boy- Boys and Girls Club of America. LeBron has a long standing commitment to give back to, his commu- to the community and has worked with the Boys and Girls Club in cities across the country. Uh, ESPN has not been told what James has decided. Of course not. That's the fucking show. Why would you? Of course you wouldn't tell him that. Uh, one Eastern Conference official, close to the situation, when asked to predict the landing spot for James, told ESPN.com Cleveland. Or in Miami with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. So apparently Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch just wanted decided they are definitely going to Miami.
3: Yeah. And
2: they said, they both said we still have enough room for
0: LeBron. According to them. That shit would not work. You don't think it would work? No. Why not? Too many, too many egos, man. Too many people wanting the ball all the time. Well you know you Chris know. Bosch is a non-factor. Chris Bosch yeah. has no real ego. He's
2: fronting yeah. right now to get that max contract. Chris Bosh full of shit yeah, he knows but, he is second tier to LeBron and Dwayne Wade that's why he's following them around
0: yeah but like but, but what I'm saying is Bosh aside you're talking about Wade who's a franchise player, yeah, player. Yeah. and when it comes down to it you know LeBron is just like Jordan is like give me the fucking ball I want the ball so what are you going to do when you're, you have somebody who's already the leader of the team been so since he's been there and he's going to have to either give up or share the, the front man position yeah, who's gonna be Kobe and Shaq?
3: And you know what? I, it kind of disagree and and, and I guess because LeBron, he's the man. Don't get me wrong, but he can pass. It's it's not yeah. like it's it's not like he's just a one horse trick. You know, he one can do, trick horse. Yeah, one trick horse. One horse trick. One trick yeah. Thank you. All <laughs> he can in do is one trick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all you need, and you'll be okay. But um, he can do other things too. So I think if he is would be willing to, and it is ego in there, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, but if he is more willing to just play his role and score as needed mm-hmm. and when needed, I think it can work.
2: I think the question for all these guys is this can they do what Cody Bryant did?
0: That's exactly what and I was thinking.
2: A lot of people don't really respect, I you know, I love me to Cody Bryant. But a lot of people don't really respect what Kobe Bryant did with Shaq. And and it's because people are so tainted by just what Jordan did. They just want to look at what Jordan did and they feel like that's the only thing that counts and that's the only way it matters. You have to be the finals MVP, your team MVP, and you have to win a championship. That's the only thing people really count as a great season. And that's the difference, I think, between Kobe and a lot of dudes is they couldn't have sat and been considered the second best player on their team winning three rings. That's
3: mm-hmm.
1: true.
2: Knowing that, hey, I have the potential if I wanted to, to lead this team and the league in scoring.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm gonna suppress that in my... Yeah, I, if- I wanna win a ring. Exactly. Some of his best scoring years, he kind of gave up to Shaq. Where it's like, look, I could average 30 points a game, over 30 points a game, but then we would probably lose more and we probably no one would be happy
0: on the team. And isn't that what happened after Shaq left when he wasn't getting no rings, he was getting frustrated and everything?
2: Yeah, well, they had a sucky ass team and he finally but but I think in my opinion he liked it that way. Not that he liked losing, but I really do think that he was like, I want to see how good I can be if if I can just go out, shoot and play my game. Mm-hmm. And he showed the world. When he was that, that one month where he averaged like 40 points, yeah. the the 81 point game, the you know what I'm saying the yeah. the seventy something points in three quarters, hey man, point proven.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is he he came to the realization that it's about winning rings. That's how yeah. they really judge great players now. I
2: think game. he's always felt that way, but yeah. those those couple of years, they had no opportunity to win a ring. At all. He, 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 he even at one point he was so frustrated he was talking about them needing to trade Andrew Bonham. And it's not so much that Andrew Bonham sucked, it was more like, here's the one tradable piece. He hasn't come to fruition yet. He can't help me win a ring today. So this motherfucker can go. He was that frustrated with losing. But at the same time, I think he showed the world. Like, look, when I'm in my prime and when I'm just balling, this is what I can do. And ever since then, he's got to the point where he can be the man on the championship winning team. Well, if LeBron does this, it don't say a lot about his ego or lack of ego because it's like, hey... Do you need to be the man? Or can you be a piece of the machine, get your ring and be happy with that?
0: Or or he could what I wonder is if he did go to Miami, what role would he play? I see this is my theory, that I was gonna get to this. I think
2: Pat Riley comes out of the front office and of takes course. that dude, off. yeah, because that's what Pat yeah, do.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they lose and Pat is not the head
2: coach, Pat just gonna walk down to practice and be like, hey, I'll come at you for
0: but, but I got this. Go ahead, and go yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> I got so you. Don't,
2: don't you
3: spend time with your family.
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't you, you your miss your Jimmy children? Too? Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you saw Timmy? I know. You know. Yeah. So I think he's gonna fire Spolstra. Oh, well, was. not fire him, but you know, Replace fire him. 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 <laughs> yeah. So Spolstra's gone. Then I think he's gonna, um, I think he put LeBron at point guard. Cause remember, Pat Riley, everybody remembers him for the Knicks, but he's also the dude that presided over Magic Johnson playing point guard at 6'8 and running and gunning with James Worthy and whatnot. The only thing they would be missing really would be that center that they had in LA with uh, Kareem. And I don't, but at this point, I don't know that any team. Is as stacked as the Celtics were when the Lakers were playing back in the day. Where you need Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the middle to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Like I still think a team with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh is a hell of a team. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Anyway, that, that's complete speculation. We he got us all.
1: We yeah. don't
0: know what the fuck he's gonna do. Yeah. And the thing is, if he does go to. Uh, Miami, then it seems like it's starting a trend where it's like, well, all these players that are trying to get the ring, with the exception of Wade, right. you know, they're going to start, you know, doing these super teams where they're bringing franchise players from different yeah. from different teams all together on one team, like the Celtics did. A couple, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, the Heat did it. Yeah. yeah it's our so first just, title. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, is is this going to be? It's a little normal? weird
2: though because this is the first time. Young players have ever done this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the first time yeah. three players in their prime would have. Because if this happens, would have conspired to play together since like the Celtics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Conspired to play together. Like it's different between like we drafted this dude, we made a trade to get that guy. This is the first time people was like, "Hey man, y'all trying to go go to Miami?" Yeah, you
0: know? but I think I think for LeBron, it's if if, if that's what happens, it'd be pure ego. Because to go there or to stay? To go there. To go to to Miami. Because he wants to be the greatest of all times. And you can't really be considered greatest of all times if you have zero championships.
2: Well, see, that's why I, I think it's the opposite. If he goes, I say he's saying, I don't have an ego. I think he's saying, I'll be, because he will be considered number two a lot of nights. Mm-hmm. And, and I, his game is more conducive to being number two. You Compared to Dwayne Wade, you like two pass. Unfortunately for you, people consider guys who pass and get rebounds and play good D as role players, and they consider the dudes that shoot a lot and get the last shot of the game to be the star. So unfortunately for him, him going to Miami, while it might be like, hey, we can set up a run, we can win eight championships, might be able to do that. Unfortunately for him, he will go down as, the for a lot of people, the dude that left his left Cleveland to go be Dwayne Wade's bitch
0: yeah. for eight championships. It should be his sidekick, but it, 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 like I said, it just—I'm curious to find out what position he yeah, plays. I, I think number I think he has
2: a huge ego. He would stay. He would either stay in Cleveland or go to a, go to like team. a bad mix, team, like the Knicks. To be like, I'm in New York, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like one way or another. It's, we're going to find out a lot about this dude real quick. Oh, I bet you that
3: announcement would be funny, especially if he leave, man. I could see him automatically say, I want y'all
1: to know my house is on
3: sale. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the website right now.
1: For I those think...
3: you in Cleveland, I will not be heading out home tonight. I'm going to do my new home.
2: I hope they do a LeBron James, like, special, and then they do, like, the last 50 minutes is, like, variety acts, you know. <laughs> uh, stupid pet tricks and comedians, like. Just,
3: just fuck it. they favorites.
2: Yeah, having
0: to do interviews on the couch like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. What do you think are the chances of him actually staying in Cleveland? I don't think they're high at all. I think they're pretty low. With
2: this announcement coming, I'm going to say 50-50. And I wouldn't have said that before he announced having a press conference. Just because it seems like the biggest dick move in the world to go on national TV to be like, Fuck Cleveland, I'm out, bitch! <laughs> like, it's such a slap in the face. Like, the only way to really... Unfortunately for him, the only way to really come out looking like a good fella and not taking any hits on your rep is to stay in
1: Cleveland.
2: Yeah. And why would you hold oh, a press conference to take a hit on your rep? Like I, maybe you know, maybe if you go to New York, people be just so excited that they won't care. But that will pass quickly. When you kicked in New York and people are like, y'all motherfuckers suck. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you realize the rest of your team plays at the YMCA on Thursdays? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? But um. anyway, man, I just, I thought that it's just amazing the grip ass on the game right now. Yeah. It was so hot when I got home just today. Oh, my God. Dude, how did slaves do it? Oh, no I don't know, dog. That's all I was thinking. was like, yo, man, I cannot picture my ass out in some field right now picking cotton. Like the whip must have been a hell of a motivator. Hell yeah. Because this is some old like, man, just kill me then. Damn. It is hot. <laughs>
0: Can we yes. take a break? I mean they did come from Africa though, dog.
2: That's true, man, but, but damn, they, they were not like picking cotton the whole day in nah, Africa. I, I, well, I, those, that's what else were they doing when they were hunting? I, I, that's I, a, that's I, easier than picking cotton. I'm guaranteed they was like you know the difference between slavery and just living in Africa's gotta be
0: huge. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like at least in Africa you like, alright man, I need to take a break. Slavery is like you take a break when masters say take a break. That's it. The whip don't take a break. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
2: And then I was thinking too, man. Like, do y'all think slave masters ever came home and was like, man, I had hard that day. Like,
3: <laughs>
0: man, my right shoulder is hurting from beating the <laughs> My whipping hand is exhausted. <laughs> they wouldn't do anything
2: today. No, oh my god. I got
0: carpal tunnel in my whipping wrist. <laughs> it's
2: so hot <laughs> out
0: there. It's so hot I ain't even gonna whip them niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get myself. the day off. Yeah. <laughs> I'ma creep up on them at night when
3: it's cool.
2: Yeah, there was no time <laughs> out for slaves. You know?
0: Oh man. I don't think I could survive, man. That heat tells me to sit my ass down
3: <laughs> somewhere, no sir.
2: So, speaking of slaves, this next thing has nothing to do with them. At all. Uh, Pizza Slice helped link suspect to Grim Sleeper Serial Killer, sources say. Wow. Okay. Los Angeles police detectives used a piece of discarded pizza to help build their case against a man accused of being Grim Sleeper Serial Killer. uh, The Grim Sleeper Serial Killer. Lonnie David Franklin Jr., who's 57 years old was arrested at his home in South Los Angeles on Wednesday morning after police said they made DNA matches linking him to the killings of 11 people over the past three decades. Damn. Uh, Prosecutors said that they have charged Franklin with 10 counts of murder, noting that he is eligible for the death penalty. Franklin is a former city trash collector who at one time worked as a vehicle mechanic at a LAPD station. He's a neighborhood mechanic," said neighbor Eric Robinson, forty-seven. He volunteers at the park. A very good man. I,
3: I, why do people I always hate do that? when people do that? Pe- people that like people can't pretend. Like oh, when them right. people got arrested, it was like she got the prettiest with flowers. What, what the hell? Flowers got to do with her being an undercover spy?
0: Yeah, she can't be a spy. She's fine.
2: Whenever I um, hear about people that uh, do like these grizzly crimes, and they interview the murder the uh, neighbor or whatever, and the neighbor always says something nice. I'm thinking, like, what do the victim's, like, family think about that shit? Oh, yeah.
1: It's
2: like, oh, he killed my favorite girl, and then somebody's on TV, like, you know, he was a nice dude. I uh, used to play ball with him down in the wreck. Uh, never <laughs> made a bad call in his life.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I can I see the family looking at them, and all of a sudden, you see him go off the screen, because somebody deadhead granddadda went we like, football attack that person, yeah. just for making them mad.
2: Like if they, I'm sorry, man. Let's like even if it was Will, who I love and respect, Will, but they came up to me and was like, "So we found the DNA. He killed 70 people. I'm not gonna be like, you know what, man? Was on the podcast. never had a bad thing to say about anybody. Well,
0: the nigga was yeah. always cool.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would just be like, no comment. No, Rob would get on there and be like, I knew something was wrong with that nigga. <laughs> I did. Every time I talked to him, that nigga was saying some strange shit. <laughs> I even told my wife something's wrong with him.
2: I remember one day he came in the house and said, "I'm making a killing." And I, I said, that money?" He said, "No." And I, we didn't talk about it. We never talked about it again. I just
0: left it alone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> one day he was like, "Man, that's the eleventh person I killed this decade." And I just said, "That is an odd thing to say, real <laughs> Um. So, I like, mean, what the fuck is a serial killer supposed to act like? you're not yeah. serial killing people.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I know there's, there's a couple dudes that I see. I'm like, damn, that motherfucker look like a serial killer. Yeah,
2: but like when they not serial killing people, those they gonna be nice. That's how you get away. Like you, know? you don't walk up to people with the blood on your shirt. Like, oh man, oh no, this is barbecue. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, how, else, how else
3: do you get the victim now? You don't get the victim now with your knife out. Right? Come on.
2: Yeah. Uh, prosecutor said. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> his daughter just graduated from college. I believe he's a good mechanic.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: worked out of his garage I've been here since 1976 That's how long I've known him I'm not pretty shocked I'm all the way shocked Not as shocked as the victims probably were that uh-huh. again, In the recent days The LAPD received results of what is known As familiar D- a familiar DNA set Search Familial,
0: Familial Like hmm. family
2: Yeah, which Charles through state, the state felon database for partial DNA matches that would indicate a match to a relative. The suspect in the killings had left DNA evidence at several of the crime scenes. The LAPD learned that a man in the state prison showed a strong showed a strong familiar match. Detectives questioned the man, who was too young to have committed several of the older murders. He led detectives to his father. Damn, like father like son. Damn. Franklin, the sources said. Uh, Los Angeles County District Attorney Steve Cooley said the detectives got a piece of discarded pizza with Franklin's DNA to make the link. The series of killings included victims mostly female in the city of Los Angeles and unincorporated and unincorporated areas of LA County in the Inglewood since the 1980s. <sighs> a survivor in 1988 described the attacker as black in his 20s. 5'8 to 5'10 and about 160 pounds, soft-spoken and articulate with neatly trimmed hair and a pock-locked face. Uh, DNA and ballistics evidence have connected the killings of 10 women and one man from 1985 to 2007. After 1988, the killer did not commit any known homicides until 2002 and last struck on January 2007. So he wow. took some breaks. Really? That's definitely a
3: white one. What's the pop mock face? Oh, pop mock face?
2: That's just like if you have like dancing in your face, kind of. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it definitely was a brother. I mean, who else takes that kind of break between killings? It yeah, you know? definitely
3: gotta be a white one. Who else gonna say pop mock? Uh,
2: no, nah, I don't think, think he, he got was killing white women. Uh uh-uh. uh. The killer, was the, victims, the, the,
0: killer
2: the victims the killer targeted were all black. And mostly were apparently prostitutes or drug addicts who were sexually assaulted. Wow. A 12th victim escaped after being shot and raped. Wow. That was completely by coincidence. Not for lack of trying. Wow! Franklin has twice been convicted of felonies according to court records both for receiving stolen property. Once in 1993 and the other in 2003. He served a year in jail for the first conviction and was sentenced to 270 days in jail. In the 2003 case, in 1997 he pleaded guilty to one count of misdemeanor battery as part of a plea deal. A charge of false imprisonment was dropped, according to court records. 1999, he was convicted of misdemeanor assault with a deadly weapon. He was sentenced to 90 days in jail.
0: Details of that case were not immediately available. So in California, three strike state. I thought they were. Yeah. Uh. So this dude. But when, like but like when did
2: that pass? Yeah. Because it Cause did not yeah, just it, get all your past yeah. stuff uh, since, since a certain day. Yeah. Break. And it's kind of weird that you hear all this shit about this dude who seems like he was in trouble quite a lot for violent
3: shit, and it's like his neighbor's like, he was a great guy. Well, I tell you this one thing of murderers and kidnappers and racists burn your pizza from the pizza bottle. <laughs> never,
2: said, never said they were shocked by the. Don't help the kidnappers and ravers. What you doing? <laughs>
3: i sorry. Listen,
2: kidnappers and rapists, everything is fine, okay? <laughs> Nobody's watching you. Just keep acting like normal. Throw your trash Go out. Ahead.
0: Go ahead and discard all your DNA.
2: Yeah, man. If you, you know, blow snots on tissue, just throw it straight into the, to the street. No one cares. No one's looking. You smart, man. You have been getting away with killings this long.
0: Ain't nobody watching.
2: Uh, Franklin was a kind of do-everything neighborhood handyman, he said. You needed your car fixed, he'd do it dirt cheap. You need a hooker killed? No problem. He'd help you out however he could. Cut your grass, put up your Christmas lights, kill a hooker. (laughs) Combs said he stood behind a yellow crime scene tape uh, according to Franklin's house near West Avenue and 81st Street. He helped all the elderly people on the block. I grew up with his daughter and his son. As far as I know, he couldn't be this
0: man. Then again,
2: you never really know a man.
0: Didn't his son commit all them damn crimes that was in prison, too? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: And they tried to charge his son with certain crimes to say he was too young. Yeah, so you grew, up,
0: you grew up with his son, who's in jail. Yeah. And you had no idea this dude was heading to jail, although he's been to jail twice already.
2: Yeah, that's a little... Yeah, that's a little bit weird that a uh, homeboy would uh, even say that shit, but... Yeah, so they caught this nigga, man. He was the grim sleeper. Wow. And he was, I think he could go on so long because he was taking breaks, but also because he was killing black women Mm -hmm. and killing prostitutes. And I remember, um, I think it was the Green River Killer said something where he was like, if you want to get away with killing people, all you got to do is kill people that no one cares about. Yep. And basically you Mm kill the dredges of society, drug addicts, prostitutes, and minorities you probably can do this shit forever. Yeah, know?
0: people look at it as you're doing them a favor.
2: So, speaking of... Um, yeah,
3: unless it's your family member.
2: Yeah, basically, speaking of family members... Son of an Iranian woman who faces execution by stoning pill Wednesday to Iran's courts to spare his mother's life. Lawyer of... Asati Tiani mm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's kind of tough. I think I bought her album. <laughs> Traveled to Tehran to persuade judiciary officials to commute the sentence of Sakenei Mohammadi Assythiani. <laughs> yes. Who was, was convicted of adultery and condemned to death by stoning. Damn. And it's, that's why I say America the, is the best country in the world. Doing
3: stoning? Damn. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I say America is the best. Because... I mean, look, adultery sucks, and I, I mean, I don't want anybody doing it to me, obviously. But mm-hmm.
0: stoning to death word Shit, I wouldn't want to be stoned to death, regardless of what I did. I mean, yeah,
2: like, but I'm just saying, like, even if it happened to me, I'm the victim. Yeah. And they're like, all right, so we just gonna stone your life to death? No, man, that is too far. <laughs> okay? Can we just knife wow. her to death or suffocate her or something? I mean, come on. Let's have some type of tolerance wow. here. Wow,
3: I want baby to identify the body. Come on.
2: The letter comes out that human rights activist Mina Ahadi told CNN that only an international campaign designed to pressure the Islamic regime in Tehran can save Sakina Ashati Yani's life.
0: That sounds like the country from off of 24, the Islamic Republic of the IRT. Yeah. <laughs> These niggas are in the IRT.
2: But they're trying to sign a peace agreement. Yes. And that's why I have to let all the people die. I'm the president and I'm a cunt. Oh, man. I hope that president gets raped by a pack of niggas.
3: <laughs> and my thing is this. I wonder is the law's... When they come with this stuff, why is it always the woman? Do the man ever get stoned to death? No, no. But well, then, my aunt, I'm trying to be funny. I mean, if you catch one party, she didn't commit this crime by herself.
2: Well, if you have a vagina, America is the place to be. Is what I I'm said
3: so because if you got a coochie outside of the United States, you don't mean Jack squat. Yeah, I especially
2: mean, especially in the Middle East and this probably is just this is just a, one of the stories that got attention
3: you know yeah another positive country that I look you good for cooking and cleaning and humping and having babies other than that we don't need you for a damn thing <laughs> come on now alright so we actually
2: uh, got a letter this week one thing I really admire about you and Karen on the podcast is how open and honest and free you are with each other it's easy to see how comfortable you are talking about anything and that brings me to my next point how to bring up porn or porn preferences in a relationship with your partner without freaking them out? For example, most people would never dream I watch it, but I do. Ooh, your
3: little dark secret.
2: And I can write a pretty decent critique.
0: Have... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right now. But... Well, you know it's nuts to wear a little. I do got a vlog about
2: this. He had a baby soft dick. <laughs> I have favorites, etc. But my sig other. Is uncomfortable with it significantly. Uh, me bringing it up made him extremely uncomfortable. It actually made me doubt our intimacy, our freedom to talk about whatever we we each other what talk about whatever with each other. I feel like he puts me on a pedestal, and that can't be that can't be sullied by such carnal things. But we've done the do, so why not be free to talk about it and or watch porn? If you use this question, please use some acronym for my name. So, uh, we'll just use, uh, DP for her name. <laughs> her name
0: is Rebecca Smith. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good one, Rebecca Smith. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was thought I was supposed to say that right I would we'll just go by DP for double penetration. So, um, <laughs> basically, um, she wants to know, like, how do you bring up porn in a relationship? Um, it's a little different for people because, um, you know, we met at a young age, so... Yeah. Every, like most of the tough talk that we had to have, we had so young yeah, yeah. that it's almost like the not that they don't matter, but it's so it's just kind of like okay that was then now now it's over, and you know we come to an understanding. But um, if I'm an adult and I'm talking to another adult, I think the first thing I would do is not make it a big secret, yeah, or much. make it a big deal when we first start talking. Like it, like you can't like I don't want. I don't want to have to sit you down and have the porn conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to be hiding my shit either. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And especially for a woman, it's probably even more difficult. Because dudes don't like to think, at least a lot of dudes, I do like to think. But dudes don't like to think that their woman is into that shit. And it's not every dude, it's a certain type of dude. Yeah. Like she said, he puts her on a pedestal. So he has a problem thinking of her as... Like, a sexually active creature outside of just him, you know? Yeah.
3: And, and and maybe it's just me, but my issue with it is that for a lot of dudes, they're very, very insecure with their sexuality. Like, they'll never come out and say that, but, you know, they, they, they're kind of almost like women thinking, well, is she thinking about him? Am I... Yeah. Like, like, they really had those issues. And some dudes even have problems with, like, dildos and toys and all that yeah. stuff for that same reason. And my thing is that if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're intimate with them, and you're spending time with them, this ought to be stuff that you ought to be able to share with them. Right. Because my thing is, the truth be told, everybody wants a freak in the bed. Everybody wants somebody that can really just do whatever with in the bedroom. Right. But when you're in public, you want somebody you can say, okay, this is my outstanding woman. Right. Because, honestly, people get the opposite. People get that outstanding woman, but then they get that dud in the bedroom that they don't want to be with her right. or him, then it causes them to go cheat. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, But I would rather be with the freak in the bed and, and the nerd out in public, and, right. you because know, at the end of the day I'm with you.
0: Yeah, huh. you want the lady in the streets and the freak in the sheets.
3: Yeah, that's, that's how a lot of people say it. That's <laughs> Anything right. that rhymes, I agree
0: with. Yes, <laughs> well, this, I mean, coming, coming I, I guess I kind of understand where they're coming yeah. from because, you know, I... I I was older when I met my wife and everything, yeah. but to me it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I would drop a name. I'd be like, yeah, da da da, you know, yeah. Mr. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, she was like, yeah, da da. da I was like, okay, she is down. Okay, yeah. I gotta worry about that. But I, for one, I wonder how long they've been dating because if it's something new, uh, then I might be able to right. see where that might yeah, be comfortable. like it's definitely
2: not a first date conversation. No, no, you know what I'm saying. I- like, I'm not trying to be Without like the first So, uh, where would you go to school? Uh, Roxy Reynolds? Huh? What? What? <laughs> I can say anything. Pastor Bread, Jenny Jackman. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not... But um, like, but yeah, it's definitely not a first date conversation. No. But one thing is like when you're getting serious, and if it matters to you, and it does seem like it mattered enough for her to write us. That's right. So it probably does matter to you somewhat. Um you have to look at it like this: What kind of person are you dating? Yeah. What kind of effects will this have? Being, with him accepting this, like, is he gonna be able to accept? Okay, my woman is a little bit more freaky than I thought, because I think most women are way more freaky than most yep. people think. Oh, um, yeah. is my woman a little more freaky than I thought? Okay, how do I reconcile that? If he's one of them dudes that's a herb and he just can't even handle it, like the idea just makes him nauseous then y'all might not make
0: it. Well, see, the the way I look at it is this dude has a great situation because apparently this chick is not so out there and wild with her Mm -hmm. shit because he he didn't even know that she liked watching flicks. And she said you wouldn't think that she watches flicks but she does. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course, she's being the lady in the streets, but then when you get behind closed doors, that's when you want them to let go and let all that freak out. And apparently, she got a freak. Uh, she got a lot of freak to let out. That's what you want. Right. So, well, well, what I'm
2: saying is uh, I recognize that and you recognize that. That's a great situation, right? Yes. That's an ideal situation. But, uh, but ah, it's, not, it's not ideal for every dude, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, for this dude, he's one of these... Like, I used to know a cat when I was in college. He would ask me, like, why I did cheat. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, I I just I think it's a waste of time. I'm happy. I, I wouldn't wanna fuck up my own happiness. And he's like, you know, man, well I got my good girl, you know what I'm saying? She be coming up here to visit me sometimes and you know, then I got this other chick, man, she a freak, she do this and then I got that, and I'm just like why do you need that many fucking different types of women? Just pretty much. You can't find one with enough of all that and just just chill with that one. Like it's a lot of work. Yeah, like, you gotta keep up like itineraries that's and too schedules. Too much effort, and
0: shit. man. That's I, I tell people I'm too lazy to cheat because it yeah. takes too much effort.
2: So um, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, and the thing is, that's funny. Funny to me though is like these people obviously had a situation where she wants to talk about this. Like, what kind of dude is on some, like, I don't even want to hear this. Like, there's really nothing, you know, your woman can tell you sexually that you don't at least want to hear. I'm not saying you want, you have to do it, but I would say 99% of that shit, you at least want to hear it and try it. I mean, unless she tells you something like... Um, I need to be with two men at the same time. That's the only thing where I'll be like, I don't know, this is yeah, just kind of ridiculous. It's
0: a little bit too much
2: for yeah, me. Yeah, I ain't into that kind of porn. You see in my collection. Yeah, but, but you know, he might I,
0: I, I, he might be one of those types of dudes that's insecure, like you said, about how he's putting it down in the sheets. Maybe. And you look at these dudes that are, you know, blowing bags out and yeah. he can only go for 45 seconds or something, and, yeah. you know, he might feel insecure with this dude with a 13 inch penis. Yeah, He's see, the thing is, man, and
2: it's like that joke that people tell where it's like, yeah, you have a vibrator, yeah, you have, uh, you know, sex toys, yeah, you might have this video, but that shit can't grab your hair while it's hitting you from behind and be like, who fuck yeah, shit this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't you know I fucking love you, girl, or whatever. Like, they, that shit will never do that. You know what I'm saying? It's never going to be able to, to, to match that. So, like, being... Insecure and scared of that is so lame, man. And,
3: and the thing about it, too, and maybe this is just one way she can kind of, I guess, close to him about it. You can learn a lot of tricks. I can't speak for nobody else, but you can learn a lot of tricks and a lot of what to do, what not to do, and what works and all that stuff. So you can be like, hey, baby, um, you know, I've been thinking, you know, uh, I like what you're doing and all, but, you know, maybe you, you can get some ideas for this or try to mimic what you see. Like, like maybe, see, I don't maybe think that
2: might for a dude, I don't okay. think you can come at a dude like that. No. Like, okay, anything that anything that comes at him and attacks his ego, especially somebody that's obviously as fragile as this dude's ego, okay. anything that comes at him and says you're doing less than adequate performance and that's why I need this or anything he can construe to be that way, okay. he's going to take as a threat. Like I think maybe you have it in the background or something. And you just kind of leave it. You don't have to, have to sound on. Just kind of leave it on while y'all do y'all thing, and just don't really
0: make a big deal out of it. I think the bigger deal you make out of it, okay. the more the problem it's gonna be. Gonna be. Okay. I wonder. Okay, uh, it, I, don't, I can't remember if it said it, but they've been intimate before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question is. What has she said to him about his performance? You know, that yeah. was she just like, Yeah, that was okay. Or, you yeah. know, I mean, if if you really want this dude to be comfortable watching flicks, yeah. then you need to make him think that he is just as good if not better than the dude <laughs> in the flick no, I'm serious because if the dude thinks that oh this nigga ain't got nothing on me right. or oh, he put it down but why can put it down like this ah, yeah. then he's not going to be intimidated by the people watching the flicks if you're making him feel comfortable and better than the dude be like let's just watch this yeah. I mean he don't put it down like you do but yeah. you know let's just watch it. but if you're like damn
1: yeah, I guess it depends on how
0: that comes
2: him. off because I I think it could also be insulting if he feels that he's being patronized too. Like I just think the the general thing I would say is it should just be like a fact of life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Don't don't do it like let me sit you down and have this conversation with you. Don't yeah, do you it like don't you know yeah. don't do it like you know motherfucker I have to have this shit. Don't you understand? You know, like <laughs> just kind of have it going one day. And just kind of get into it. I think a lot of it's just, people don't understand, man. They have this image of love in their minds. And like like we were talking about with the church thing. People are very childish when it comes to love. No matter how fucking grown you are, you have a very childish view of love, most of y'all. And then the other people that aren't, claim not to be childish and romantically childish are childish the other way. Where it's like, I don't even believe in love. You know, like... It's so ridiculous. And so the problem with these people, you know, with this childish mindset is that he's probably thinking, like, ideally, we shouldn't need anything. And I don't get why you even want to see that. You know, what? what's wrong with just us? Is something wrong with me. Like, it's so and it's just like, look, man, this is like we're going to be together for a long time if this works out we need to share everything mm-hmm. we can't yeah. be having these secrets like I don't understand grown men having to hide porn in his house mm-hmm. you well, a grown ass man not- unless you got a kid yeah I was gonna say You're hiding it from your kid. kids that's but the yeah, yeah obviously but I'm talking about just from there's the grown woman. men hiding from their woman. Oh. like that's the warrior you fucked up you fucked up from day one uh, why was you lying and hiding shit in the first place just be truthful and let her make the decision she even if she came to you in the beginning and was like listen I don't get down like this then you say you know what I do and this ain't gonna work that's right somebody gotta compromise on yeah. this shit it, so, it ain't gonna be me and Yeah. you yeah.
0: so, uh, I, I automatically assume that everybody I meet watches porn yeah. until I find out otherwise. Don't no matter how holy they are, yeah. how good they are, I'm like, yeah, he, go home, he got some shit at home.
2: Yeah, dude, I drop it in normal conversation sometimes. Like, I'll just be talking to someone and be like, yeah, nigga, that's just like Booty Talk 12. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was going, hey, you know
0: what, most people will know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. you be like, is that the one with Lexington Steel or is that the one with Justin Swainer? Yeah,
2: it's mainstream now. And The, main yeah. thing, the thing that's funny is like, Look, if this dude is really that uptight, he heard, man. Leave his ass, lose that nigga like your wallet. This is not like you. Look, chances are, ninety nine percent of the people listening to this, your relationship's not gonna work out. And it's not, it's not that you're a bad person. Most relationships don't work out, and I'm only saying that high number because even if you get married one day. There's a litany of motherfuckers you didn't marry that you did have a relationship with. So even your percentage ain't as high as you think it is. You had one that worked 100% and a bunch that didn't work at all. So they worked a little bit and then they stopped working. So chances are, your shit ain't gonna work anyway. Don't be scared to leave a motherfucker if you have something that you really need to get out. Because living a repressed life like that... It'll drive you nuts. It'll it'll slowly eat away at you, man.
3: Yes, it will. Till one day, you just look at them and you'll hate them and you won't even know why. All the love and you'll be gone.
0: So yeah, it's not worth know, it. I just wonder... I think this is a, a this is a, a an effect from a different cause. Mm-hmm. So if, if they're not even able to talk about porn, then just imagine all the other stuff that they're not able to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. And like, I mean, another thing you can do too is just
2: blow his mind one day. Just do all the nastiest shit you can think of that ah. his little punk ass is not ready for ah. to let him know. This is what the fuck you have got yourself into. You cannot be scared sexually if you're going to be with somebody and you've been with them for a while. You cannot be scared because how you going to live your whole fucking life Scared to be like, I wanna be myself in the bedroom. If you, the bedroom is the place where you can do the shit you want to do. All kind of wild shit. Be yeah. who you gotta redecorate wild. the room.
3: You yeah. gotta come in one day and then the lights go out and the, the ball starts spinning and shit. Yeah. Yeah. The the yeah. 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 Have a floating right. The rays is from the uh from the, the vibrating floor. beads
2: should just pop out of yeah. the wall and
3: shit. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> and the bed should just float in front of you. That's all I'm talking about. Seriously,
2: dog, unleash the dragon on this motherfucker. If you
3: can't handle it, leave. You know how guns have rotating while well, she ought to push it out her vibrators should just flip around. <laughs> <laughs> this like is what sex, you got into. Sex,
2: sex is important because to be honest, man, that's like everybody's favorite room in their house should be their bedroom. Yeah, I yeah. know
3: it's so. You know what I'm saying? Like if if, nothing else to sleep. Like <laughs> and I, and like they didn't even it. say like when you stop, when you
2: stop having sex, you stop being intimate like that, then you know, what can you really do? And I feel like things like this lead to that lack of intimacy because yeah. it's like I hold back when I'm with you mm-hmm. and and feeling like I hold back from you is not where I need to be with the one person I want to share nope. with you. That's true. Nope, not at all. So, all right, man. Um, That's our advice. Yeah, uh, Karen wanted to know what purple drink was. Let I'm me... sorry, y'all. I
3: have no idea what that is.
2: Um, Houston, Texas producer DJ Screw popularized the concoction, um, which is a slang term for a recreational drug popular in the hip hop community in the southern United States. Main ingredient is prescription syrup cough syrup containing codeine or promethazine cough syrup is typically mixed with ingredients such as 7-Up soft drink and pieces of Jolly Rancher candy the purplish hue of the purple drink comes from the dye in the cough syrup there are numerous slang terms for purple drink including lean, syrup, drink, better, B-A-R-R-E I don't know how you pronounce that purple jelly,
0: Texas tea and scissors. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because that's what that whole song was about, sipping, sipping on some scissors. scissors.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm you got to drink it out of Baby Bobble, too. So, can now you know
2: what that is. All right,
3: yes. yeah. Yeah, I'm educated, and you, I know I'm getting old, because I was looking at him like, everybody talking about this purple drink.
2: What's the purple drink? So, uh, speaking of purple drink, love sick Indian student <laughs> pours pesticide in the school water tank. Oh. Damn. A lovesick, <laughs> six, a lovesick 16-year-old boy pours pesticide into a school water tank in India Tuesday. Uh, hoping to kill those responsible for humiliating him, the Times of India reported. Mandal, that's his last name because I can't pronounce his first name, had earlier been what? suspended from Chitaka <laughs> High School in Maud Gajoli, <laughs> West of Bengal, for stalking a classmate and repeatedly asking for her hand in marriage. Wow. Yeah. Both of them, he was putting her on a pedestal. Probably don't even think she watched porn. Mandal was discovered uh. after trying to smear vermilion on her forehead in public. <laughs> Hindu women use vermilion along with their hair parting to signify they are married. He plotted revenge for the public humiliation and was spurred into action after his love interest registered her marriage Monday with a man chosen by her family. <laughs> of course. Mando sneaked into school at this hours and poured bottles of pesticide in the water tank, leaving a message next to the tank purporting to be from the girl's father. The letter said the tank was poisoned and the father was taking revenge on the school for his failure to, for protecting his daughter from being humiliated by Mando, so he tried to frame her dad. Luckily, only one student drank the water and fell ill, but is recovering. Uh, Mando was roughed up by fellow vill- villagers before handing the police custody. Street justice! Mm. America's still the best country. <laughs> um, you know, Keith Malley says that all the time on Keith and the girl, and I'm 100% with him. I got his back. I am too. Uh, let's talk about my nigga, Dave Chappelle. What's up? July 6, 2010, Dave Chappelle forced a private jet to make an emergency landing going from New Jersey to Ohio, according to ABC News. The planes pilot decided... On this measure after deciding Chappelle was a safety risk. According to the pilot, the entertainer came in the cockpit, grabbed the pilot's arms, as as well as kept unbuckling his belt. In a very unusual <laughs> mood, the pilot put the plane down at Pittsburgh and asked the entertainer to get off. No, don't they lock the damn pilot's door? I don't think so in private, Um The reps for Chappelle have said the entertainer really needed to use the restroom after eating something that didn't agree. Um, That's always funny when people say That didn't agree with their stomach Well that's funny because the food always wins My stomach never wins these disagreements (laughs) Why is my stomach such a pussy It's always compromising The food is like I want out I want out of this relationship I don't care how Stomach, ass, I don't care Mouth, I'm done And then your stomach is just like okay I disagree though Just want to let you know the ref for Chappelle have said the entertainer really needed to use the restroom, blah blah blah. According to the rest, the toilet on board didn't suit his needs. So the actor became a bit distressed over the situation. Sounds insane, and then they have a video. I'm not playing video. I love Dave Chappelle. I don't really care.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh DMX is free. Oh, they let him out. Shit. Let him out of Arizona jail today.
0: He was uh, looking real rough up in there. He's, <laughs>
2: finally, <laughs>
0: he's finally out of the
2: doghouse. <laughs> The double XL magazine.com has learned that the trouble rapper barren Earl Simmons was freed from an Arizona jail to today. I love when they let the dogs free. Let a dog free! <laughs> Criminal defense attorney Glenn Allen confirmed to Double XL that the August Bread MC was released after serving four months of a six-month sentence as previously reported. I wonder if he just got out of Arizona by pretending to be Mexican. Probably like, get the fuck out! Oh! you do not want go. you in jail here. He was like, hey, what's up, SA? I don't know You might be black might be a dog You might be Mexican Get him out On March 9th for five counts Of violating his probation All of which were Related to cocaine abuse The rough rider Was on probation For throwing a food Trader officer While locked up On drug theft And animal abuse Charges last year
1: Damn
2: Yep So Alright man My man DMX is free And still When they let One nigga out That's all. I They gotta put Another he,
0: nigga in I wonder how long He'll stay out
2: I don't know. They just don't use. Uh, they just don't use my man Suge. Now to take his place. Wow. Suge Knight has reportedly had an arrest warrant issued on him after missing a court appearance last week. Cops are on the hunt for one Suge Knight after the former death row Kingpin skipped on a court appearance in L.A. According to court documents obtained by TMZ, Knight was supposed to appear in court last week for driving on a suspended license back in 2009. It's the latest in a string of recent legal run-ins. The rap mogul was arrested in May on a suspended license charge. This nigga dodged court for suspended license? I know, right? His real name is Marion Unite and was detained in Gardena around 1.30 a.m. Thursday. Nearly a half dozen officers surrounded by white Cadillac Escalade. Like, like this shit ain't going to.
0: down like Pac.
2: Yeah, they was like, uh, we got this, bruh. We well, I'll we well, tell this. you
3: one thing. I guess Corey not going to be able to do his vet then, is he? Um no,
2: now now we know what Shig Knight is, so Corey Don't should be better. Having, we know tell
3: them about Corey, Can We we listened to this show called the Money Jones Show and one of the dudes on the show named Corey was saying that he could uh knock Shig Knight out. And so everybody been joking about him how that's not possible. Yeah. You know, so I was like, Hey Shig Knight going to jail, you won't be able to go through his bed? Yeah. But it's even better because now you know where he is, and technically he can't hit you
2: back. All we got to do is Shit, set up a yeah, visit. He can. All we got to do is set up a visit. Alright, so speaking of hitting people, the real world is
0: back. Damn.
2: Yeah, yeah. Y'all ready for this? Y'all watching with me? Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. No. you ain't, Will?
0: Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and start watching. Dog. I'm going to watch
2: as long as I can. Only one episode aired so far. The second one's airing tonight. And yeah, hey, gonna... you know how MTV does. Yeah. Will, both will be back on within yeah. 24 hours. I'll,
3: back, <laughs> I'll be back. back.
2: So, within six hours. I wanted to just go ahead and go through uh, the first episode because nothing really happens in the first episode. No, it don't. They make it an hour long because the first thirty minutes is boring as shit. Yes,
3: yeah, everybody coming in, meeting and greeting. Yeah, Yes, so
2: everyone pretending to be a nice person, and you're like, okay, let's wait till you get drunk. Um, so here's a uh, here's the actual cast. There's uh, Jamie Murray from Williamette, Illinois. Um, Jamie is a web entrepreneur and uh, likes spending time with his male friends. Hopes to get married one day. Uh, Melissa has a crush on him. I don't remember Jamie. Uh, After the show, he appeared more than one season. Wait a minute. This is the old cast. What is this shit? Uh Uh-oh. They used the old New Orleans cast. That's a... uh, back to New Orleans is what the next one I was about to say cause I was about to, when I saw David on there I was like I remember David <laughs> he had that whack ass song come and be my baby tonight ah <laughs> <laughs> alright man so this is the actual new cast. there's Ashley Feldman uh, she's from Boston Massachusetts um, she was the one she played basketball um, nothing really was that amazing about her in the first episode she really didn't do anything okay um, let's see uh eric patrick from arlington virginia um and he works in the uh u.s state department and when he was describing his job i was like how the fuck did you get on real world like you seem like a normal person a, a person who's gonna be somebody not just and I'm talking
3: about that, a person that could lose your job by doing something stupid on that real was world. my first thought oh uh, uh, you mess around and share some stuff or do some illegal shit. You come in there, be like, um, Go ahead and pack your stuff
2: up. I'm going
0: to be like, yeah, your security clearance has been denied. Yeah, you're
2: going to get drunk. You're going to beat up somebody because, let's face it, six out of seven people in the real world deserve an ass whooping. And it's hard not to give an ass whooping when you're the sober, intelligent one. Um, His job is working for the U.S. State Department, traveling globe to brief foreign service personnel on American policy through his his true passion and stand-up comedy. And when he said that, I was like, first of all, what pain do you know? Because I think true comedy comes from pain. And then, second of all, like how many of his laughs are just from hey, I'm a hot dude, dudes all ripped up and shit, getting on stage, making some corny-ass jokes, and everybody's just laughing because it's like, oh, he's so cute. Look at him. Tell you this, he ain't got no real-ass
3: friends. Then nobody's like, hey, dude, hey, hey, hey. You mind that go going to show? Yeah,
2: you, might, you can do it with us, yeah, but don't go on the show. And why would you want to be working for the UN and a fucking comedian? Like, you're never going to oh, say boy. anything controversial in your act that might <laughs> and lose a, your job. That's right. Um, then there's a Jimmy Carole. Caroli or Carol. She's a girl named Jimmy. Her name is wow. spelled J-E-M-N-Y-E. And I always say I would never name my kid something where I have to spell it weird. Because that means nope. they will be on the real world. <laughs> they got Ashley on here, Ashley A S H S H L E E. I don't know if that's how you spell. It. Ain't no Y in that shit. Ain't no I E A G H like most Ashleys. Two E's. So either your parents can't spell, that's a alias. Oh Ashley
0: special oh,
2: Y. Yeah. Either way, her dumb ass is on the real world, right? You got to spell, you got to name your kids normal names, man. Wow. You got to spell them right. Now, now, look at you. Everybody knows about your insufficient daddy on national TV. Your daughter walking around in drawers and shit oh, for half the episode. Um, Jim, yeah, she was. she's from the down south. She has a heavy southern accent. She was the one walking around in, like, boy shorts and a bra for half the night. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm getting old. Because all I could think was, her parents are probably watching this like, oh, my God.
0: See, I'm not quite that old yet. I kept on wanting her to turn around so I could see it. I was trying to see the the ass, too. I mean, I'm not
2: homosexual. I'm just old. Like, I couldn't help but think, like, this has got to be hugely embarrassing to somebody that knows her that that has at the family cookout.
0: But go ahead and turn around anyway.
2: Mackenzie Coburn is a psychology major from the University of Central Florida. Grew up in the beach community, described as an open minded Catholic from a family that includes her parents and three siblings. So she's. The one that's really quiet, and she has a very pretty smile,
0: and she'll be the freak.
2: And she's gonna—I think she's gonna be crazy by the end, cause like dudes, chicks, like dudes fall for this shit all the time when women are really hot, and they never speak. And I've seen this more than once in my life. They're hiding some crazy ass thoughts back there, okay? And I don't just mean crazy like, oh she a freak in the bed. I mean crazy like like crazy. Lunatic. Like like I'll kill your
3: car, nigga. I'll bust your windows out.
2: (laughs) Yes. Like I will burn down your house, but you will blow me first. Crazy. (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know how she gives now. Um Preston Robert Charles is a gay African American man. Because I hate when MTV does this too, where they're like, we need a black person, we need a gay person. Hey! Two let's, for make a, one. let's make a two-for-one. Everybody else can be regular white. Oh,
1: I hate that
2: shit. But, uh, yeah, he's on there. He got offended by uh, Ryan Leslie, uh, who we'll get to in a second. And then there's Ryan Knight, who introduces himself as Knight.
1: <laughs>
2: Corny. Yes. yes. That's like the ultimate, like, oh, oh, I see. My bad. You're a douchebag. Yes. Thank you for letting me know on the introduction. I don't need to talk to you for less the rest of Yes, night.
3: and on top of that, I became a knight in like level three of Fable, so there's something
0: terrible <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> that shit reminded me of Michael Knight and Knight Rider Yeah,
2: like the way <laughs> like why not just introduce yourself as Bond, James Bond. <laughs> um so yeah, his name is Knight, and that's how he introduces himself and uh he plays hockey and shit and uh, he's like a He's like a really ripped up dude that, uh, you know, like lifts weights, real frat type dude. And so, uh, Ryan Leslie, who is a hairdresser, wears tight jeans. His hair looks like the brothers in Hanson. You know the Hanson yeah. brothers? Ah. And um, he is the gayest looking, quote unquote, straight dude. That dude gay. I don't, yeah. don't know <laughs> <what> I <said. laughs> Thank you. That's You exactly cannot tell
3: me that dude is not... Gay man. Even man. when the black
2: dude first met him, the gay black dude was like, he
3: knew he, he was said gay.
2: the first thing he said was, "I
0: hope he's gay because he is too cute." Yeah, you know what? He was on the first episode, the little bit that I saw at yeah. They were setting up, making plans. He made plans to go out, hang out, and get coffee with the black with the, with gay, the gay black dude? dude. Yeah, I was like, you ain't making plans with nobody else. Yeah, but him.
2: It was also weird too because he um they went to a gay club. Like, all the roommates wanted to go to a gay bar. It was their first night out. And they went to a regular bar. Then it was like... Obviously, the gay dude wasn't having no fun. So, they're like, hey, let's roll with you to the gay bar. So, they all roll out there with him. The dude who was... Uh, not not the bouncer, but like... Whoever was in charge of the, of the door or whatever... Mm-hmm. Came up to uh, Ryan. The dude who claims to be straight. Was like, uh, hey, welcome to the bar. You know, would you like a drink or anything? So... Took him to the bar, got him a couple of drinks, came back later, was talking to him, got up close to him and kissed him on his neck. Oh damn. Like he asked him, he's like, Is anybody bothering you You need anything? And he's like, No, and he's he like got close because you know the music's loud. Like he's gonna whisper something, kissed him on his neck. Not tongue or anything, but just like a peck. <laughs> just wanted to let you know, like, hey, if you if you down, I'm down.
3: I mean, but look where you at though. I mean, come on man. Don't so matter. He got
2: offended. Like, what this was funny to me. One, okay, alright, I get you in the gay bar. That's right. But you're the one that gets kissed on the neck out of all the people in there? Mm-hmm. Come on, cuz they know. That's they, right. They well, is on. fucked up. <laughs> you fucking up they gaydars. Yeah, you're no. confusing
3: them, cuz it's, it's almost like you're telling me you're not an Eminem, but you're wrapped up in chocolate. I see a big <laughs> M printed on you, but why the hell are you telling me you're not a red Eminem? Yeah,
2: he's an Eminem for sure. Yes, he is. But, um, man on man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just thought that was funny. And then he, well, he made a comment like, uh, you know, like, oh man, Chep trying to wipe it off. And so the gay dude was just laughing like, oh, I told you, you was gonna get hit on, you know, more than I would. And then he goes, uh, man, somebody just—it's not funny, man. You know, somebody kissing like that, man. I just want to kill myself. And so then, of course, the gay dude got offended by that, and then they got into the argument. which is hilarious I hate when when they do this too they went to commercial, they previewed the argument they come back, they argue for literally I'm not exaggerating, a minute a minute they go back to commercial (laughs) I saw the argument then, I didn't know the clip was only a minute, then I gotta wait through five more minutes, I recorded it so I fast forward but then you gotta wait five more minutes and then they come back and the argument is squashed already I hate, um so the music on the real world. What the fuck is up with the music on the real world? They, they get these no-name artists, and it's literally like they are singing while watching the show.
3: <laughs> yes, it's, in the background. Picking out our rooms. <laughs> I'm gonna get the big bed. Need a closet <laughs> for my shoes. You need to get Ties and Drums. Make us a damn song.
2: Yeah, at the end. It's an argument. It's an argument. I'm not a homosexual. You are a Uh uh-huh, uh. Uh-huh. Like, it's ridiculous, dude. Take take And the last person is Sahar. Um, Dika, she's a Lebanese American. She is fine or whatever. She's supposed to be like um, Muslim or something. And she got to do kind of... You know the real world relationships where it's like... You have to find someone you kind of like before you get on the plane to come to the real world. So you yeah. can cheat on them. Yeah, it's, pretty much. It only makes sense. So obviously
0: she was... Oh, she, and she's only been with her boyfriend for a month. Yeah. That reminds me of all them girls. The freshmen in college. Yeah. They come to college with boyfriends. You're like... Y'all ain't gonna be together after this. Yeah, you don't even it care. Won't last. I'm
2: like, does your boyfriend know you have that on? <laughs> um, so or have that off? Um, <laughs> so anyway, man. Um, she, her, the dude, um, uh, uh, the dude just trying to holler at her. Putting
0: her relationship on hold while she's in New Orleans.
2: <laughs> yeah, she even said like, I'm technically single. Yeah, this is the speech I want to have before you hop on a fucking plane. While I'm going to be sitting at home and you're going to be getting drunk with a bunch of juiced up people for the next three months. I need to have the... So, I want to technically be single when I go to New Orleans. Which Bitch, is, just leave. Which means don't be mad when I fuck other people. Yeah. Like, and also, I really like and You never knew. All right, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that's anyway. The, that's man. the self-test. She was like, hey, look. I know I'm going on real world. There's going to be a lot of hot dudes there. Probably naked a lot of the time. So we need to break up. Here's my question. When I get back, we're gonna get back together, right? Here's my question.
2: You know, every significant other gets that trip out there to see their woman during the real world. Yeah. Would you fake a relationship just to get the trip? Because I think I would. You would. I <laughs> if I, I, would. I knew I didn't care that much about this bitch and we only been together a month and I get to go to New Orleans for a week and chill, Hell
1: yeah.
2: nigga, I would oh, never be in the real crazy. world house. <laughs> 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 They'd be like, this nigga just got off the plane and bounced. <laughs> he only comes here at three in the morning to sleep and he's back up at
0: ten and ready to go. I don't know. I think I I think I'd stay and roll with the real world crew because that means free drinks. Oh yes. no, I
2: would meet him out at the bar, but I wouldn't stay there like my shit would be like I would just get there and I you know they had to have that speech, you know. Yeah. I'd be like, damn, you acting kinda of funny, what's up? You got something you wanna tell me? And of course she'd be like, Oh, you know, I fucked Robert or whatever. I'd be like Oh damn, that is messed up, man. I was like I was like, no, that is fucked up. I'm going to the club. Meet me there at twelve. I yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset with you right now that I have to go out to the bar immediately. <laughs> Where y'all gonna be? <laughs> but, um, like the other thing is like one I like I wouldn't cause they the, the problem they have is that the dude always or the woman whatever they always get mad. Then they have to have the makeup, like sex, and then they spend the whole rest of the week handcuffing each other only to break up the second that nigga hop off the plane back home. Of course. No. That is the dumb move. Nigga, you get free drinks and clubbing? I'm rolling with y'all everywhere, and I'm going to be like, no, we ain't together. (laughs) Hell no. You broke up with me, remember? Like, hey, look, our relationship
0: is on hold. Yeah. So you get back. You technically single. Go fuck with them niggas. But you know you're going to be like, can you get me in the club? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey, it's seven of them, man. That's the other thing. I get real cool with their roommates before she tell me she cheated, because they never tell you right away. Uh They give you like a day with y'all being guilty and shit. So the first thing I do is get cool as hell with the dude roommates. Like, oh, man, oh, dude, you're, you're right. You're so money. We need to hang out. We need to hang out, man. Fuck you, bitches. Yeah, and then the second night that she leaves, it's on. All right, man, so <laughs> this is another episode of the Blackout Tips uh, podcast. Uh, don't forget to go to the blog, theblackouttips.blogspot.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter on at Rodimus Prime. I'm um, Say that again, that, Dat,
3: S-N-D-A-T.
0: And Will, what's yours again? I'm uh, Mr. Montgomery, Mr. Underscore Montgomery.
2: Alright, so, um, you know, this is a good episode. Y'all guys feel pretty good about this? I do. USA all day, baby. Uh, y'all enjoy this podcast, <laughs> man. We'll see you guys
3: again next week. Love you. I love you too, baby. <laughs> Mwah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah. Mwah.